Hi, this is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment and this is another episode of The Tingle Zone. In this episode, I'm talking with Pamela Hopkinson from Social Media Solutions, which provides social media training, consultancy and management services. And Pamela's not followed the path that one might expect to arrive at this point. I mean, she started out doing a law degree. However, it turns out that it was actually very good preparation for the career she finally chose. And now she admits she's genuinely a social media geek. In our discussion, we explore why the number of connections is not the key metric, why the platform doesn't really matter, and the importance of discipline. At the heart of it, though, is a basic mantra. Keep it simple and keep it fun. Before we jump into the interview, do remember to download a copy of my latest book, More Than Just Money, by going to my website, www.businessenjoyment.com, where a pop-up should appear. This book runs through the business enjoyment model, shows you how you can use it to find a solution to pretty much any problem, and of course, explains what I really mean when I say that I want you to enjoy your business so much, it makes your bits tingle. So do check that out, but for now, sit back, relax, take note of where you need to be more disciplined, and most of all, enjoy. Um, my name's Pamela, I run, uh, or Pamela Hopkinson, to give me my official title, I run um, a company called Social Media Solutions that has just celebrated its ninth birthday. So we're 10 years into trading, making me feel old. Um, and it's around social media. So anything to do with social media, social media strategy, content creation, and the actual implementation and training companies to use it. And then, um, as you now know, Andrew, I've just launched a joint venture where we're doing more looking at everything to do with people's existing digital presence. So website, social media, the whole lot. And that's that's not just you, that's with somebody else, isn't it? That's with somebody else. So um, I'm more than happy to mention her. I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, I'm doing that with uh, the lovely, uh, fabulous Ellen Campbell-Swan, who has uh, a company called 67. So that's a PR marketing and events. And we do a lot of collaborations. We've been doing this for a while. Um, and then we kind of thought, actually, maybe formalise it. So we put it together. So we now have a, a company called Revamp Marketing. Uh, and it's it's because as you say in your 10th year of business in something which is a a, i guess a fast changing you'll see a lot of things happen over that time and so i suspect that's something that continues evolving and then it evolves into something else you're seeing lots of shifts and developments both in the market and in terms of what you're doing as you adjust to change with the changes that happen in the marketplace yeah, definitely. And actually, that's why I really like it. I mean, I never planned on having a company, which I think you're aware of. So I'm not quite sure how I got to my 10th year of trading. Um, and I am, I, I kind of say about myself, I'm, I'm the old lady of social media, because I've seen quite a lot in that time. It has evolved. And there's new platforms, there's TikTok, the latest one that's hit the thing is Clubhouse, which is like an audio Facebook, as it, as it were. Um, so there's lots of changes, but ultimately a lot of the strategies and everything, some of the core fundamentals haven't changed. Mm. So it's kind of doing that, but working with businesses, there's a lot of businesses as well now that suddenly have realized maybe actually social media is for them. You know, especially with what's just got, well, we're still in the midst of, but what has been happening over the last 12 months, you know. So it's, um, it is constantly evolving, which also keeps it fresher as well. It's, you know, the functions are changing how people are using the platforms to change a little bit as well. 
and um, the platforms themselves are like massive. If you look at Facebook, the changes have just been huge and they don't tend to tell people what's happening. That's Can't the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't, 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 we'll do all this, but don't tell anybody. So it's, it's that constantly educating people as well. But it keeps it interesting for me as well. So you say never wanted to have a company, never wanted to be in business, and yet you are. Happy <laughs> <laughs> for 10 years. So what... Uh, how did you get to the point from never wanting to be running running a company to running a company? Um, I, I got made redundant on the bounce twice, um, and I found myself at a bit of a loose end. And my my older brother, who will will not name and shame, approached me. He was setting up a um, a industry specific recruitment business at the time. He'd done it before. He'd moved locations, and he was going to set a, a new one up. And he approached me as only family members come uh, pan and said, "Tell you what, Pamela, social media is really big for." recruitment we need somebody that can help us with social media um we don't have any money and you're not doing anything do you fancy it <laughs> well there's the credentials you're looking for isn't it okay seems like a good idea <laughs> so what, what i mean what were you doing what was did you have a, uh, a career you got made redundant did you have plans what what were you intending to do what did you want to be when you grew up what of I wanted actually because I used to watch Kitchen Street. I used to be a long distance lorry driver, which obviously firmly centered in, you know, what was going to happen. I, I actually, uh, when I went to uni, I did law and languages, European law, which obviously now is a bit of an issue, but European law and languages. After four years, I came out and said I never wanted to step in a library ever again in my life. <laughs> So, I, you know, I did all right I, and I really enjoyed it. I had a great time, but it was your, your background is your, 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 your language. You have language skills already and your background's quite varied in terms of your, where you live. Yes, I've, I've, I've lived here, there and everywhere, but a big part of my childhood was growing up in Germany. And my parents were actually, when I look back now, very forward looking, but they sent myself and my older brother to German schools. So I learned German at the same time as I learned English. So I've got that duality. Um, and then when I went to uni, I did, I carried on with the German, but I also did Spanish, which I don't use very often now, but I can still order food and drinks. So I'm good if need be. Um, but I think I, we've all learned that. We've all learned that, but yeah. <laughs> how, to so, order, right. how to order drinks and swear. There's a first thing you can do in any language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might know the odd swear word in Spanish as well. But yeah, so I, I did have that background. So the, the language um, was one aspect, the, the legal bit. I don't know whether I'd watched too many episodes of Ali McBeal and LA Law and thought it'd be all glamorous. But I then had a history teacher who I really admired, who turned around when I said that I was going to, I wanted to study law. And she turned around and said, you'll never do it. So because I don't deal very well with people telling me what I'm not going to do, <laughs> I went, yes, I am. So uh, that's what I went and did. And I did, um, I did law and languages. So obviously that'll just make it a little bit more complicated. I nailed it came out with a good degree and haven't used it since. Yay! <laughs> and that's the benefit of university. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I have, my, my sort of background then work-wise, I met my, I met my partner um, while I was at uni and sort of his job was a bit more specialised, so we moved around. But my jobs that I've done have all been very customer-focused, customer manage, um, account management, that kind of stuff. Did some logistics as well, sort of shipping stuff around the world. But again, all very customer-focused. And then I got made redundant. I then worked for the public sector for a little bit. Which is all about customer focus. 
all about customer relations. <laughs> I wasn't let allowed. I wasn't let to speak to. I wasn't allowed to speak to any customers. I was. I was internal, and I and I've, I've been ruined. I've been ruined by the private sector. They, they worked so differently mm. that actually I wasn't a very good fit for the public sector because they work in a certain way that I couldn't get my head around. But then, change of government, and the organisation I was working for got closed down. So. Um, that's that's how I then had the conversation with my brother where he put out this amazing offer to me, to which I thought, <laughs> can I not? So You're not thought, doing I'll, anything, come over here. Okay. Come over here and we'll not pay you. Yes, excellent. I've worked all these years. That's, that's fantastic. But I, as part of it, I did the social media, but I also did some networking for them. Um, so it went out just to see people as much as anything. And um, I got approached by people who would then ask me about the social media side of stuff. And then somebody approached me and said would I train them and their staff and they would pay me for it and I thought hello that, that sounds a better deal <laughs> <laughs> there's something in this <laughs> <laughs> something in this who, who knew so I went to the first training I did was on LinkedIn I did a session on LinkedIn for somebody and got great testimonials back from it and then somebody else spoke to me and said would I give them some training and then I thought oh this is quite good so that's where it kind of started. So it's always so, been very. So from fun. not when were you sort of into into social media sort of thing before your brother said so, or was it a case of right? I'm going to do some LinkedIn training. Let's get the book on what LinkedIn is and start <laughs> looking through the. There's so you can you can, you can admit it now. You can admit it now. Yeah, after, there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that because in the roles that I worked in, social media wasn't needed. It wasn't, you know, it's not that old, in fairness. You know, yeah. some of the platforms now are, you know, we're talking mid-teens to late teens, you know. So we're talking we're talking over, what, 11, 12 years ago when I was getting made redundant. So it was, it was all very new. And so there was an element of, obviously, I've done my own sort of social media bit where I'd run on Friends Reunited, if you can remember them. Oh, yes. um, MySpace, you know, where you or, could... Uh, for younger listeners, you might need to go onto Wikipedia for some of the references here. <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> real forerunners, you know, and um, and then it, it was a case of, well, I'll give it, I'll, I'll, I'll learn. I'll learn what it's about and I'll learn how it works. So I set up a Twitter account for them. I set up a, um, a LinkedIn group, which is still going and has about 6,000 members now. You know, I, I'm still admin to it, but do very little. It sort of manages itself to a certain extent. Um, and I, I got free that what was really good, actually, I know he didn't pay me. I get that that was maybe a flaw in the whole, edu you know, being employed thing. But I got the freedom to do whatever I wanted. Mm. And that was really good. So I did the Twitter thing. I, I looked at Facebook on a personal level as well. Wasn't sure about it as a company and, and sort of played around with it. And I was able to do that. And then on the back of that, because it was so new, really, in terms of people using it at that time. I was the expert because I obviously knew more than people I was talking to because they'd never used it. So it's a, it's a sliding scale. And then over the years, and I'm going to confess now to you, Andrew, I've become a total social media geek, okay? <laughs> You're allowed to. It's your business. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I love the analytics. At the end of the day, it, the, the, the basic functions of any of them are, the, are simple. It's, it's quite a simple process. And yes, they change what you can do and all that kind of stuff and the options, but it's the, the structure and the strategy and knowing that what is working is working and why it's working and how to track it. 
and that's kind of where I I really have gone down that sort of route so there's a lot of people that train people on social media but I would class myself more as a social media strategist and then within that there's the training aspect there's the management aspect there's all that kind of stuff but it's the strategy around are you on the right platform what are you going to be telling your audience what do your audience actually want to be told because those two don't always match up either and then how do you see what's working and what's not working and what can we do to improve it and what do you want the other thing is what do you want to get from it i mean i had one client all they wanted was brand awareness it's fine but it's got to be brand awareness with the right people yeah. So it's, and it's hopefully happening. positive brand awareness because you can get brand awareness that can, you know. Negative <laughs> brand awareness is really easy I'm to achieve. I'm going to go out and say, choose a child. There we go. Well, you've made the front page. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no news is good. No news is bad news. Well, yeah, actually, it can be. <laughs> yes, if you if you were if you want to get bad news, that's quite an easy one to do on social media. Yeah, yeah. that's. I think actually because I get asked about can I can I help make something go viral. Right. And there's a whole discussion about why do you want it to go viral and everything. If you put out something that is really, really bad, that should do the trick, but mm. maybe not do your brand any good. So, yeah, and and again, and just going into that space, it's it's it, you play it right, you can play it well, and that the whole the the Donald Trump technique and the Piers Morgan sort of technique is you can you can play the bad boy and the controversial, but it actually does work in your favour. But you are still you still have an audience that resonate you know resonating with. If you're doing something that resonates with nobody, you're screwed. But if you're tapping into something where half the audience likes you and half the audience hates you, you've really got gold if that's what you want to do. Well, there was, um, you don't hear it so much now, but there was always a statement saying that once you got a troll, you'd really made it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. But, but again, I mean, like the Piers Morgan and the Donald Trumps, you know, they're very divisive, but they get a lot of, people know who they are. If, you know, even if you don't follow them, people tend to know who they are, get a guide as to what they may or may not have said. But with, with them as well, it's about numbers. It's mm. a numbers game. With companies, quite often, you don't have to have massive numbers. That's why the viral thing is always an interesting one, because it's like, well, it's okay being being known in, in Australia, but if you're running a little baker's that only actually services a sort of three-mile area, why do you need to be known in Australia? It's a, it's a vanity thing rather than actually a value for your business. So it's, it's that kind of stuff as well. But, yeah, you, you can. There are ways to make yourself very visible mm. and, and win haters as well as lovers. <laughs> And that's it, you know, that, that's the volume is going to restrict the quality. It's, it's natural, it's a they're playoffs against each other, aren't they? Um, and also you get you get rewarded on all the platforms, the major ones for business, LinkedIn and Facebook particularly. They're wanting engagement, but they're wanting quality engagement. So they want you to get in your comments and a conversation happens. They're very mindful now that they're trying to get conversation and the social aspect back into social media. <laughs> you know it's in the title <laughs> in the yeah it's like yeah it's conversation oh right okay so it's it's you know but obviously for a long time you were rewarded by just posting you mm. didn't have to get you know or get a lot you, you get likes and people going thanks for the chair that was enough now they're wanting more than that and you can actually see that when you look at your reach how far your post goes the more conversations in the bottom the, the reach is mm. you know so it's about actually having not necessarily huge numbers but a number of really good quality connections that you actually you, you look after them and they become your brand ambassadors and they talk about what you do and they refer it's a natural referral process 
So, so yeah, so it has, it's changed massively, massive. And some of the, some of the platforms, you know, they're no, no longer here, you know? So this idea that Facebook isn't going anywhere or LinkedIn's not going anywhere, you don't know. I don't know, I want for the, uh, the older, more mature listener, MySpace, you know, that was huge at the time, but it doesn't exist anymore. So it, it is, it's, it's constantly changing, constantly changing. And I do, I think it's interesting that you're, you know, when you sort of got to that point where it's a case of, right, social media, go and learn. And, and, you, and you say, well, okay, yeah, that's it. I'm just going to learn it. I'm just going to find out about it and learn it. And basically you threw yourself back into that library that you said you'd never walk back into <laughs> again. I've been um, avoiding admitting that, but yes, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the strength, you know, the, the, this is the power of education. It's not about what you learn, it's how to learn. Yeah. And also into the sort of the through that legal thing, you're used to processing some quite complicated things and get, trying to make it simplify it. And, and languages are going to have influence in there as well. Um, so you, you tie that all with the customer service jobs. It, it, it makes sense now how you've managed to sort of take a kind of, a, as you say, in relatively speaking, late on terms, go from zero to 100, 100 mile an hour really quickly because you've got all that skills from the past that you've been able to incorporate into a new venture. And I think the customer service, I mean, obviously there's loads of different things within that, but the customer service focus, social media ultimately is you're talking to your, your end consumer, mm. your end client. So, because I have that, I mean, I, I do think that has definitely been a strength. Um, and, and I enjoy as much as the, the years in the library kind of put me off for a while. I do enjoy learning stuff and I do enjoy trying different things and seeing what works and what doesn't, you know, and, and kind of figuring it out. And I do think the thing with social media is, you know, there's very much a, it's unregulated, which isn't good. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that give the industry quite a bad name, actually, because their focus isn't the customer. And what I kind of have at the heart of what I do is, is the educational bit. That I want people, if they are going to outsource it, that they understand what they're giving somebody else to do. You know, what, they, what that means for their brand and potentially their clients. And how easily that can be damaged and what you can do to safeguard that so i think that's where the sort of driver comes from what i do um as a company and that kind of has carried on from from day one really mm. inadvertently started from day one <laughs> <laughs> and comes to that point in the beginning it's all about evolving and finding your own strengths and desires and moving with that and yeah. and, and edging forward um i mean i this just occurred into my head, so I'm going to throw it to you and, and, and see what you think. Um, there's a lot of people who, who I speak to that, that just aren't on social media. Uh, they've not really engaged with it. Some quite big businesses as well and, and, and all the rest of it. And uh, and it's the usual things. Oh, I don't want to be on there. People posting stuff about their dinner and all that rubbish that's on there and negativity and that kind of thing. So what I've interpreted from what you were saying is if you just jump onto social media generally, you will just get noise. And the noise you are seeing are the, basically the people who are probably being unsuccessful in social media because they're just blaring out noise. Whereas there's the really successful ones you probably won't notice because they're having targeted specific messages from conversations with the right kind of people. There's, there's a bit of that. This, one of the things with social media is, is being consistent and showing up. So depending on what you're sharing, which needs to be basically when you when you sell you don't sell it's not a widget that you're selling when you when it comes to so there will be people that sell widgets obviously 
not the features that you're selling, you're selling benefits. And if you get it right, your posts don't have to be all the time, doesn't have to be eight times a day. But when you put them out, it will resonate with the people that are interested in that particular product or that will benefit from that. The people that are just constantly sharing loads and loads of stuff with no structure, their brand will be visible because if they set up the profile properly, their logo will go with it, their name will go with it. But the engagement that they get from it will be dependent on their audience. So like the Piers Mott, Piers doesn't actually sell anything, but he helps keep keep this whoever he's associated with at the time so if it was gmtv whatever that will be up in the in the top end so the engagement thing though matters because the more you get engagement the platforms look at your post and they go that is valuable mm. if you are just posting 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 and you're not getting any engagement they won't serve it as high up in people's timelines because if you imagine the amount of stuff that's on there so you, you do become slightly invisible because you're having to constantly post more stuff so the brands that do really well are the ones that speak to their particular audience. So they know um, they know what their audience are interested in. They know what makes their audience tick. And then their audience will then share that out. And it's very reasonable to assume, you have to make some assumptions, that their audience's friends and network will be more of the same. There will obviously be people that fall outside of that. But then it, that's how it travels out. So if it's a product that is of no relevance to me, the chances are I'm unlikely to see it. I might hear about it from my daughter who's going to be 18, or I might hear about it from, from somebody else who's, again, slightly different demographics. But the chances are I'll only really know about the bits of value to me. Mm. Makes sense. But it's, it's putting constantly, uh, consistently good quality content out there and looking at it from your audience's point of view, what's gonna resonate with them. And then asking them to comment or interact or do something, you know? Yeah, just, just posting for the sake of posting is not going to necessarily win you any prizes. Mm. The, and there are companies, there are companies that, Andrew, that are very successful, they're not on social media. Um, I do think in this day and age, especially the likes of LinkedIn, even having a company page, which is almost like a mini website that sits within it, people do expect you to have a social media presence. And I also think in a time when obviously getting outside our front door has been challenging, you know, having a digital presence can help your business, but you've got to be very honest with yourself as to what you're going to use it for. Mm. And you don't have to necessarily on say LinkedIn, you don't have to post on that company page, you've, but you can have it that it's there and the information's there and people can find you and they can contact you from it. So it's, it's doing what's right for you. And if you, you embrace social media because you feel you have to, you don't really want to use it, but you'll do it. That will leave very quickly and then nothing happens. And people, because they're always looking for the good news story, will automatically think your business has closed down or you've fallen off a cliff. <laughs> Never that you're busy or it wasn't right for you. That's not how people think. So it's it's one of those that you have to, I would, I would advise companies to have a very clear reason why they don't go on it. It's not mm. necessarily the be all and end all, but then they need to, where are they getting the business from? And is that business going to always be there? Mm. Because otherwise you might want to cover yourself and have a few other marketing routes that you've got covered. And that's it. And, and I've always said with social media is you, you, you don't just go into it. You've got it. It's a, it's a marketing tool and you have to have a strategy exactly as you talk about. If you go in without a strategy, without a thought, like any other marketing uh, outlet or, or, or media, it's... Uh, you're just going to be wasting time yep. <laughs> rather than money. So most people, 
okay, there's there's costs in terms with ads, but most people think, oh, social media, it's free. Excellent. I'll get into social media, but it's one of the, can be one of the most time intensive marketing things out there. So you'd really have to be clear up front, exactly as you're saying, what is this going to be for and what I'm going to do to make it work? And it is the time is money thing. I mean, that you know, I have that conversation with clients all the time because it's like if you were going to go out and you've got an hourly rate and you were charging that to a client, social media is no different. You should look at it in the same way. Mm. But the planning, if you actually put the plan like anything in life, if you take the time and you plan, that works better. I mean, one of my, my favorite examples is obviously it doesn't happen at the moment because we can't go to exhibitions, but the amount of posts that appear where people are suddenly at, say, the NEC going ta-da here we are come and join us on stand whatever today and you're thinking right nothing in the run-up to that about this <laughs> you've not you've not tapped into the power of the advertising that the event people organizers are doing you've not told people that you're going to be there you've not shared your, you know we've booked our ticket this is what we're looking at giving as giveaways are you going to be there so it's not that you'd have to come up with a load of different content you can use one event really well and you're more likely to get something from that. If you wait until the actual day, there'll be people, okay, up in Yorkshire saying, well, I'm nowhere near the NEC. <laughs> you know, had I, had I known that they were going to be there, I might have looked at it or whatever, or people going, oh, well, we'll meet you. And they're going, well, actually, we're booked up now with meetings and, and stuff like that. So you're missing out on opportunities. Mm. So it's it's planning what you're going to do. And then, like you say, it's, it's using the time wisely. But also, if you plan it, it, takes, it actually takes less time to do. Mm. you've got your plans in place you can bulk it up you can get you can bulk it bulk up it. yeah <laughs> good usage of timeage bulking <laughs> <laughs> is timeage a word i don't know it is now. it should be now, should be now. <laughs> timeage. use your timeage wisely <laughs> yeah. so and again as you say the, the platform shift and change and move and you don't know from one year to the next what's going to be favorable what's going to be coming up and what's going to disappear but the underlying it, the basic principles stand the same is what you say. So that's yeah. where you you can come in consistently because, yeah, OK, there's a new thing I might need to learn in terms of the, the techniques, but the principles are going to stand the test of time. Yeah, basically, a lot of them are very basic core marketing principles, you know, and what the different platforms roll out is not going to change. It's going to enable you to maybe highlight some of those principles in a different way. Or, for example, LinkedIn are now going to add a um, tab to their company pages so you can show your products. So there's more information that you can put on the various platforms. But the core principle about marketing and knowing what your, your focus is and about your clients and everything, that has to stay the same. And I can't imagine any circumstance that will ever change if you've got a purchase that is customer driven. Mm. If you've got something that they have to have. You know, if it's something like, you know, we, we all have to have gas, electricity, water, if we have a house or well, actually council tax is maybe a better one. Right. Because you have no choice as to where you buy that from. You have to buy that from that one provider. That's the thing. That's the price. There's no negotiation. But everything else, if it's driven by the customer, then the customer's needs and wants and, and the benefits it provides to them are going to have to be core to any social media or marketing activity you do. Mm. And. I mean, again, in the days of in the in the uh, in the lockdown era, um, any other marketing seems to be, you know, what, what when, I, when I see sort of marketing presentations now and be, and things like that, is, is what other marketing is there? I mean, yes, you can 
stick stuff in the post but even the the new those newspaper things have dropped down and i suppose it's networking obviously but um there's a lot less other options in the current society there are it has narrowed it down and pr can be a really good one uh but again that's that's takes time and effort and you know it's you've got to be consistent same mm. as social media i did hear a really nice one the other day somebody was telling me their company has got um tends to be a slightly more mature clientele and who tend to be maybe um a bit more isolated during the lockdown so they had arranged for um betty's you know the tea room uh teas to be sent out to everybody oh which was brilliant Apparently, yes, it got them the field goal factor because it's nothing to do with what they offer as a business themselves. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently Betty said it had helped with their sales because they'd had some repeat business, apparently. So Betty's <laughs> now taking it on as a really good marketing thing for next time. Yeah, <laughs> genius. <laughs> but so there, there are things that you can do, but in terms of a consistent approach, you are far more restricted at the moment and, uh, and your digital presence is, is where you can really shine. And if you're clever, I mean, I can't remember what the name is now, but there's a company that they, they provide suitcases, luggage. So obviously we're not going anywhere. So their whole social media feed has been about places that their luggage would like to go to, dream itineraries, other uses for luggage, you know, and this, this whole stuff around it. So the core product is still at the center of it, but they've thrown it on its head because they know nobody can go anywhere. But they also know that when lockdown's lifted and we can travel, that they would like to still be in a position. So providing that the book's balance and they can make it through from a financial aspect, then they are, they're good to go. They're not then having to start from nothing again to get that traction going. So, yeah, I think in lockdown, social media has really come into its own. And that's why Clubhouse, I think, has been so popular as well, because apart from the way they've marketed it around the exclusivity, you have to have Apple, you have to have an invite, uh, which is, you know, but also it's the fact people have got screen fatigue. Mm. People are fed up of, of, of looking at their mobile device or whatever, and you can just have that going off in the background. So I think, you know, social media changes, but you need to then not just jump on it because it's great and it's new and it's shiny. You need to know that that's where your audience actually is going to sit because again, that takes up time. So, you know, look at the new stuff, but the basic principles stay the same and then be very strict with yourself, shall we say? And don't, I love, I love watching everybody who knows me knows I like watching pandas go down slides. Say that again. Like, like watching what? Pandas go down slides. Pandas go down. I suddenly thought for a moment that that was some kind of social media platform I'd never heard of or some particular <laughs> channel on YouTube. But No, it's so, black and white, black and white pandas going down slides. This is a thing, is it? There's a fetish. There's a fetish channel. Is that what it? Is? I think it's a fetish. I like to think. It's, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it for me. I don't think it's a fetish, but it's one of those things that, that you can just watch and it makes you smile and it's a bit of a feel good. And obviously, because the platform's a genius of this, you watch one video, it serves up another one. <laughs> so it's like you know, you've got to be quite strict with yourself and go. That's enough of that. For People today. who liked pandas going down slides also liked pandas going down slides. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Are these all baby pandas or adults as well? I'm not sure. There were this. This. Uh, I'm concerned actually how much I'm sharing with you now. There were adult adult pandas in the snow a few weeks back, but on the whole, it's baby pandas. Baby right. pandas and slides. Very uh, uh, social. Yes. 
What about baby pandas in the slide in the snow? Down the slide, off the slide, and poof, into the. I'm going to I'm going to get googling after this. I've not seen any of that, but I will check it out. <laughs> you have to be you have to be quite strict with yourself on how much time you spend on the platform, and you have to measure what's working. You have to go back and see did it drive traffic, did it what whatever you wanted it to do. Did you want people to click through to your website? Did you want them to buy a product? Did you want them to share it? Whatever it is, you have to you have to go back and you have to check. And there's lots of ways of doing that. Mm. Yeah, and the, the 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 platforms normally supply most of those analytics. It's about understanding how they work and and what you're looking for, and again putting out the key key information that's relevant to you, isn't it? And and in many many cases, um, clicking on the analytics button. Well, that <laughs> being a clue, yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't do that. So on Facebook, it's called insights. Mm. Loads of people never never click on that. Never go down, never even try to then understand, like you're saying, what the different bits mean. They never even look at the actual analytics and realise that that's available to them. Yeah, usually because you click it and then this whole page of graphs and numbers shoot up and you just go, ah, and you switch yeah, off. You see, I, at which point I get disproportionately <laughs> giddy. <laughs> we were working with a client the other week, actually, and they, they'd done, it was like a sort of a, several weeks that we were working with them. And we've said, right, let's, you know, you've, you've done this, this and this. Let's have a look at the analytics. And it was all in green. The numbers were nice big numbers. All the arrows were going the right way. And I was, I was so happy. And that's what I mean. I've become such a geek. <laughs> <laughs> a geek in lockdown. It's not good, is it? I do need to get out of the house more. Again, referencing back, just another language. Once you understand the language, it's simple. It is, it is, and it's, but you can, there's, there's very clear, I mean, Facebook have got really in-depth insights, there's mm. other things that you can do, but there is a lot of information there, and on a serious note, people just need to, they don't need to look at it often, but they do need to go in and just have a look at what's happened, because mm. otherwise they could be posting what they believe is great content, but their audience aren't interested in it, your analytics will show you that, and then you can use that time differently, so. Mm. Fair enough. So, um, so new company, new venture, new ideas. What does, uh, what does the future hold for you, as far as you can tell? Um, well, I'm going to have my first ever board meeting with me as part of the board, which is very exciting because it's, it's very different running a company with somebody to doing it on your own. Who's going to have know? the gavel? You have to what? Sorry. Who's going to have the gavel and be in charge? I don't know. There might be a fight. <laughs> It's serious point actually. I think it's yeah, Michael Gerber, he talks about it. And it's very important that you do actually say, right, who's going to be the chairperson? Who's going to be the one that, that makes the final decision? Even if it's 50-50 and all the rest of it, someone has to be have the power of authority to make a decision. Otherwise, you're just going to bounce and bounce and have a nice chat and nothing happens. Yeah. No, we are we've we've got we we have been quite <laughs> I'm quite surprised how grown up we've been. But we have got <laughs> I'm filling you with confidence, aren't I? Here, yeah. How how she made it to ten years? Um, <laughs> By giving good service—that's how you managed to do it. Like good service. And good, good service enough. and and being the geek I am. And um, no, we we're very um, with an agenda and there is a is a plan because obviously we're both quite time poor as well. So it's it's making sure there's the right amount of time for the business and and we've made sure that it's a it's a good fit for our businesses. Mm. so it's it's not something totally random but the future i don't know the future i'm quite i'm quite excited actually um 2020 to now has like for many people been a little bit challenging to say the least 
Um, but what I have done, and I know we've talked about this in the past, is it's given me an opportunity. I've done things that I would never have done had the situation not been what it has been. So like the, the, the panel discussion that Ellen and I set up right at the start of the first lockdown, we're about to celebrate our first birthday. But we both got shortlisted for a national award. We've got this community of people that are amazing. So we've said as soon as we can, we are going to actually have a physical meetup. And some of these people I've never met. The majority of them I've never met other than over Zoom. So that's really exciting. Um, Work-wise, um, just more of the training. And it's, it's, I'm quite interested or excited, actually. I'm doing more speaking gigs. I'm going further afield. You've heard of me in Canada now, which is quite a scary thought. <laughs> And, and across Europe, so I'm, I'm doing things like that. So I'm looking at, there's lots of potential, actually. So I'm, I'm quite excited, really, on that front. <laughs> Watch out, world, here, here comes Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think lockdown has allowed people to, one, it's freed up time for them, because obviously they're not traveling around here, there and everywhere like they were. And I think it's also given people time to, to review what they're doing and look at other opportunities. And a bit like the thing that I'm doing with Ellen now, we would never, well, the grant wouldn't have been available, but we would never have gone down the grant route. Mm. That, that would never have been on our, our radar. As it stands, the last two and a half months have been horrific because as all public sector things, the timelines have been really tight. And then they said no to some people, but then at the last minute said yes and didn't move the timeline. So this. There's been weekend working, there's been all that kind of stuff. But we would never have gone down that route. Mm. And I think that is because, like we're saying, you know, people are now looking and going, well, what can I do? And where is there going to be the real value? I was speaking to someone on, uh, on Monday, it was my, um, someone does yoga. So I used to go to her yoga classes beforehand. And uh, um, and I knew she'd switch to doing them online for the people. And she was, she'd had a few classes and she was always struggling to fill them and you never pay that much. And that kind of, anyway, we had a catch up. I said, how's it been? She goes, <laughs> In my best year ever <laughs> you know i don't have a room higher i've still got the same people coming on the classes but i've got all these now and i'm doing corporate stuff i'm doing yoga for for companies there's no way i was ever doing that before and she's booming <laughs> it's bizarre isn't it one of my clients she um she's now gone down the to create she normally is um she you hire her to play at your wedding right which obviously that fell off a cliff and then she's kind of had in the background that she'd do corporate stuff, but she wasn't getting anything from it. And she's gone down this whole audio branding route. And she says, this is brilliant. She says, I'm doing really, this company that's kind of sat there and just kind of kicked over is now actually making money. Mm. And it is because like you say, people suddenly, you know, if you're, if you're that way out, you will look at opportunities and you will find them. Mm. Whereas if you're the other way, I know with my daughter's dance school, I'm very friendly with the, the lady that runs it. And she was saying it was quite interesting. There was um, a definite sort of splitting of pants. There was at the start, one side who was saying, right, let's see how we can take this online. We'll make this, we're gonna make this happen. We'll embrace the technology. It's gonna be a bit of a mare, but let's see what we can do, like your yoga person. And then there was the other camp where they were saying, well, we'll wait, we'll ride it out. We've got our grants because we had physical premises, mm -hmm. ride it out. And then we'll just start up again whenever. And obviously those ones, then when they have gone, well, it's obviously not going anywhere. They're so far behind. 
that actually the chances are they're not going to catch up and gain that ground because people will have moved and found other places to, to do that. So it is, it's really interesting. And some people have done really, you know, blood, sweat and tears, granted, but have done really well out of it. Mm. And the other thing, God bless, you know, social media, is it, it resonates and you actually create your own environment. It's not like, you, you know, if you went to the pub and you said something and people disagreed with you and you can have a conversation and everything but then you go somewhere else and you hear different influences and everything social media is not like that mm. it's that pub environment where the only people in the conversation will end up being the people that, that echo back your own sort of take on it so in the instance of the, the not getting support or anything that's all you're going to hear so then what might have been a smallish problem percentage wise actually now it's almost 100 percent mm. You know, because that's all you're all you're seeing, all you're hearing, all you're experiencing. And that makes it even worse. And it's it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm a bit like you. I I didn't get any help, but I got up off my ass and I did something else. I know other people who haven't had any help and they've gone and got themselves a driving job at Asda. Maybe not what they want to do, but they've they've done something about it. Yeah. And and using the energy to do something that's going to actually give you a positive outcome. Mm. And some of these groups, are, they're almost happy in their own misery. And I think the people like yourself and myself that move away from it, actually, in some respects, we kind of inadvertently make the problem worse because we don't do what you've said we should do, is go, Pete's saying, people, get a grip. Mm. That, that wouldn't go down well, though, would it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like the, um, you know, when you go on a plane, God, all these all these stories are not anecdotal, aren't they? Can you remember when you were in a pub or on a plane? You know, that's bizarre. But the, the thing is that in the event of something going wrong, you put on your own oxygen mask. That has to be your first point of call because if you don't do that, you can't help anybody else. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's that, that doing stuff for yourself and making yourself be in a position to then help other people is, is better. And just sitting moaning. I'm not a, I'm not a big sitting moaning kind of person I think I've had some really crappy times as you know and um, I don't I don't do well by just sitting and festering I get to a point where I'm like right that's it now I need to crack on I get fed up with my own company <laughs> that's why I like people <laughs> it just dilutes it <laughs> so underlying everything what you're saying is the wrap-up is I like people because I hate myself I'm a terrible person <laughs> to spend time with. But no, I, I do. I think you have to. You have to be really positive. I'm. I'm very solution driven, or trying to find solutions. That's kind almost of my like, thing. It's almost like it's in the title of your company, isn't it? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of my focus. I mm. kind of look at. We are where we are. What can we do next? Yeah. How Pro can we get around this? Probably. Yeah. I think actually, I think because because of the way the business started and that there wasn't a plan. And this is what's quite interesting with the new business, actually. The approach to it is very different. Mm. The approach last time was, oh, yeah, of course I'll do that. And, and it's great because it's been customer-led as to what, what the offerings are and all that, lot, which has been fantastic. But I never went through the basics of setting up a business in terms of how do I want it to look, what do I want to do, what do I need to do. So obviously there's those two differences. But I'm kind of now, because I've had time, I've had the last year to sort of review what I'm doing, tweak what I do, take stuff online, plan a little bit. Um, I'm actually quite, it's a very different setup now to what it was five years ago. 
and that's quite exciting because things are things are happening things are moving in the right direction so yeah i am pretty excited actually but i think i know i get your view on it but i think when you if you're meeting someone that's just setting up a business getting into new sort of thing there's going to be a lot of people starting up businesses as a result of what happens and redundancies and that kind of thing so i suspect that it it's often drummed into people you need to have a plan you need to know exactly what you're doing but i think there is something about kind of not having a structured plan and kind of just going with it and exploring and finding out and then once you've sort of through trial and error found your place then you can start planning <laughs> but a plan at the beginning probably you know if you start kicked off first time with a plan that would probably been a waste of time within about six weeks <laughs> I, I most probably wouldn't have a business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you end up sticking to it you know and that would be the worst thing you could do actually sticking to your plan <laughs> oh yeah sticking to your but sticking to your plan is never good the plan should be fluid it should be a, a, a breathing document i think because things do come up and you don't know what you don't know mm. that's the other thing coming to it this time round, i've got all this knowledge but again we've got we've got a, a vision as it were, for the business, but we don't actually know what that's going to look like in two, three years' time. And it's that. But I think if I had if I had set up a plan at first, it would have been so restrictive, it would have been quite detailed, and I most probably would have thought this looks far too much like hard work. It's it's something I can't because you're suddenly launched into something which is all new to you. Mm. You know, you you're suddenly the finance person, you're the marketing person, you you deliver the actual product the admin person you have to make teas and coffees you know you have to make sure that there's there's enough biros whatever it is and if you actually sit down and think i'm going to do a business and plan it out i think it would scare the living daylights out of you if you do it like that <laughs> i think it's far better to have a general idea and with that go right and even things like websites i would get a very unless you're doing an e-commerce product mm, yes yes yeah. just a basic website find out what what your audience wants and everything rather than deciding that you know because none of us actually know what our audience really wants until we've had those conversations so you can make all these decisions and everything but the plan's not worth the paper it's written on really in those terms so yeah i, I totally agree with you <laughs> <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> Go out keep, it, keep it simple uh, yeah keep it simple yeah. and keep it fun yeah you know there's a there's a lot of you've you run your own business you know what it's like there's a lot of hours there's a lot of pain but there's there's got to be a lot of fun if you keep it fun then then the rest of it is actually not so bad honest <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think on that note will bring us to the final question so uh which obviously a question i ask everybody that comes on the podcast so um pamela hopkinson what makes your bits tingle what makes my bits tingle People make my bits tingle, Andrew. Truth be told, I love take that in a different direction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, I love people. I love dealing with people. I found this year because obviously we haven't been able to be in with people. Obviously, challenging like a lot of people. But I like people. I, I bounce ideas off them. I, I find them fascinating. You get talking to somebody, and their stories that come out are just amazing. And um, and that's always been at the heart of the business. And I, I think that will just continue, continue on. But yeah, people, people make my bits tingle. 
Fantastic. And uh, if anybody needs to find you, track you down, look you up further, either either venture, what, uh, what should venture. people be doing? Where should they go? Um, at the moment, because we're still in the process of getting the website built for the other venture. So I would concentrate on, on me. And so Pamela Hopkinson, I'm on LinkedIn, unsurprisingly. Please do send me a connection request. I'm more than happy to connect with you, have a virtual coffee and a chat. Um, the website is www smsukltd.co.uk so social media solutions uk limited um and uh, yeah if anybody you know we're on facebook we're on twitter surprisingly so, <laughs> so if anybody i'd love it if you just write here i don't actually do social media myself <laughs> yeah. what's that all about <laughs> um but if anybody wants to have a chat with me they're more than welcome to and on facebook you can actually if you send me a message it'll come through on whatsapp as well so you know there's another social media platform for you <laughs> And if anybody does try and get in touch with Pamela, you do mention you heard her on the on the on this podcast, so at least there's some context to your message. Don't just sort of connect blindly, and then you're more likely to respond, aren't you? Well, that's true, and I will always ask people. I will always because that's the other thing is finding out what what works. How do you know about me? How do you know? You know, who you've been listening to? And it'll be like, ah, oh, Andrew said you did. It's tingled. <laughs> so the conversation's gone totally differently to how I thought. <laughs> Not for the first time. And won't be the last. <laughs> but, um, no, and um, yeah, once we're allowed out, we will uh, we will have to catch up for a, a coffee and a chat, proper one. <laughs> I know it's going to be so exciting. It's going to be like all your Christmases have come at once, isn't it? <laughs> even even the thought of I don't know about you, but the thought I was going to meet up with somebody this weekend, but the weather was so bad, so we had to put it off. But we were going to meet in a park with a coffee, and the two of us were. You'd think Christmas was coming. And then when it then when it was we couldn't do it, she was not happy. <laughs> but it, it is, it'll be so nice to actually see people, see yourself actually, really looking forward to it. So and it'll be I'm sure it'll be sooner rather than later. We're almost there, I think. But uh, yeah, I think by the time the podcast comes out, we'll all be fully open anyway, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but no, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for uh, your story, your insights as well. I think there's some uh, good stuff in there that uh, uh, that people can pick up. If they're not overly familiar with social media or, or, or hesitant, then um, don't be. You know, just go in it with your eyes open. Go with a clear strategy. Uh, and uh, and yes, interesting to hear about how essentially through your ability to learn and your ability to to work well with people has led you through to what you do now which is uh now taking you all over the world they've even heard of you in canada so that should be a strap line they've even heard of me in canada and then you just put that on <laughs> <laughs> even in canada bless them <laughs> but no, thank you so much for inviting me on i've really enjoyed it it's been really good fun excellent and we'll catch up soon definitely take care these podcasts are not necessarily here to give you all the answers. I want you to think about what's been said, what's come up, and how you might apply that to your own situation. And if you've enjoyed it, then please subscribe to the podcast and, of course, share it on the social media platforms and so more people get a chance to hear what's going on. Thanks very much for listening. My name's Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment, and I want you to enjoy your business so much it makes your bits tingle.